We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, the Knicks will dribble it out. And one of those games they were just completely blown away in the second half. One of those games that just didn't have it. And the Spurs dominate. All right. Ugh. Took 36 games, but we finally, finally had one of these babies. Um, it's funny. Made me. It honestly tonight made me think back to uh, when I started doing these at the end of the 2017-18 season. The uh, the the first Moutier year at post KP injury, um, and. The fact that I've been doing these for two and a half straight years, and I, how many how many games like this I've sat afterwards and tried to like make chicken chicken salad out of chicken shit. I actually almost forgot what it was like to try to do that, um, but I better remember because man, um, well, I mean, look, I'm I'm always I've always always made my bones on on looking at the bright side. Um, and the bright side is that again, it took 36 games for us to have a game like this. Um, even the Denver game, the Denver game, they were down by, I think 18 or 20 heading into the fourth, but they were competitive that game. They just got outplayed by, um, you know, a top five or six team that was hitting on all cylinders. You go back to the first couple games of the year, Pacers, Sixers, those got away from them in the fourth, but they were, you know, the Knicks fought, they were in it. This was just a dog shit on top of dog shit. Um, I'm not going to put too much into it. Breen said it on the broadcast. I mean, these games happen. The only, I won't call it concerning, but the only, the only, there were two, two things that were a little annoying about this one. Um, one is that, I mean, look, they were obviously sloppy the whole, the whole night. And there was a, a crispness that was lacking on defense. And, you know, 
every every game that they've been down by 10, 12, 15 points, there's always a stretch where they really lock in on defense and they get back in the game. That didn't happen tonight. They got down by whatever it was in the third quarter, and you were waiting for that stretch where they really locked in on defense, hit a couple shots, make it a game in the fourth quarter. Didn't happen. It Whatever. It's not always going to happen. The parts – the <laughs> David Futternick, yes, thank you. We said forty-five. It was twenty-three, so we were we were close. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, the the parts that the only parts that are like somewhat concerning, and we should also I should also talk about burying the lead. They didn't have a point guard tonight. Um, and I'll get into Frank. I thought Frank had a really nice night, but we'll talk about it in a bit. But you know, there's a reason you need point guards in the NBA, and um, I think more more. The fact that they didn't have the um, a point guard is the trickle down effect on the rotation and like forcing guys into bigger minutes and um, you know who are maybe not accustomed to playing those minutes. But what I wanted to say at the outset, the the concerning part to me a little bit is they were winning this game in the second by a good deal, and then they were down by one about to go into the half and then that play at the end of the first half was just abysmal and gave up the three and went into the half down by four. I'm sure Tibbs reamed them the hell out at halftime. Um, and yet they came out in the third, you know, again, not that they were lacking effort or anything, but there was just was nothing. So, you know, if you're a doomsday person, if you're like, Oh, it's all going to come crashing down. Like that's probably the thing you point to tonight that is the is the concerning sign. Um, I think more likely it was just heading into the All Star break, looking to get there. Maybe reading a few headlines, maybe listening to a few podcasts. If you remember the Knicks uh, roster tonight, hearing your hearing your name bandied about is like, oh, the Knicks, one of the best stories in the league. Let's talk about the Knicks. You know, it it happens. Um, this will bring them right down to earth because um, it's a reminder that you can't win games in the NBA unless you actually play well. Um, bad eyesight. I like that. Um, I like that um, YouTube name. Uh, this happens to every team in the NBA. It's fine. Easier to stomach since they've been mostly competitive all season. Yeah, obviously I'm not, I'm not too bothered by this. Um, I also th- think, you know, Julius Randle, and I'm not, I'm not going to fault him for this. I think he, came into this game with the mindset of like, all right, we're down a couple of guys. I got to do a little bit more. And we were reminded that, you know, with Julius Randle, it's, you know, you, he, he's been towing that line all year and, and brilliantly. And I'm going to have something on him in the next couple of days where um, I, I sing his praises even more. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, I think it was Randall's worst game. And uh, you know what? It's, it's, it's a reminder that, for as much as I will get on here and, and praise the hell out of Tibbs um, game after game after game after game, a lot of this season's success is on Randall being just really good. And Randall did not have a great game tonight. And, you know, coincidentally or otherwise, the Knicks um, got blown out. So let's talk about, of course, of course, Mark Berman is, is tweeting about um, the fact that Austin Rivers didn't play tonight, which I just – I love you, Mark. Come on. Um, let's let's get into a couple things, and then I'll take some questions. Um, I let's – let's start with Frank. 
because it was it was news before the the game, obviously, that Derrick Rose was going to miss this one with league uh, with health and safety protocols. Um, it sounds like he's going to be out until after the All Star break. Um, let's hope that they could still beat Detroit without Derrick Rose. But you know, man, talk about something that will put a damper on the first half of the season. Uh, but that's the good news. The good news is they can win that game and they go into the All-Star break above 500. Um, Frank got the start in Derrick Rose's place. And Frank played played well in that he hit shots when he had the opportunity to shoot. I thought he was aggressive at the right moments. Um, but I think Frank reminded us, like, look, it, you know, it's year four. Um, he is what he is. And what he is, is I think he he's a guy that can be a wing on a good team. Um, again, he's hitting shots. He could help move the ball in an offense. It's like you look at Utah's offense, right? That offense is built on pretty much everybody they put out there can put the ball on the floor if they need be, but they only have one, you know, two point guards. They have Conley and they have and they have Donovan Mitchell. Um, and I guess whoever they're their backup point guard is, but th- like, I think of those two guys as their point guards, like Frank love him. Nice game. Um, we, I think this is like, maybe not that we needed it, but the final reminder that um, Frank is not, you know, he's, he's not a point guard. Um, and that's fine. You could still be a really useful NBA player and be a good NBA player and helpful in all of the things. Um, and just make sure, you know, he's a wing. He's a wing. You can put the ball on the floor and do some stuff, and that's fine. But I actually thought tonight, I, I whatever, it was a minus 20, somebody's telling me. Um, I, I thought it was nice that he hit shots. Um, so let's let's start with that. Um, I am going to go from there to the one bright spot on the night for me, real bright spot, and I know he was a minus 23. I Again, individual game plus minus is, is not a thing that I really care about care about a whole lot. Uh, R.J. Barrett only scored 15 points, um, but 15 points on nine shots. And I want to uh, he got to the line six times. I thought that was important. But I want to highlight a couple of plays in the second half where I've spoken about this a lot on these things. He was patient. um, And there I one was. one it resulted in a he got the foul call on him and he went to the line and I think that might have been the one where he missed two and there was there were like three plays in the second half where you just saw RJ Barrett like be more patient with the ball in his hands and that contrasted to me from the first half where he had a nice first half hit some threes had a couple of nice moments had that beautiful step back awesome stuff love it. But he also had a couple of um, drives in the first half where type of stuff that we've seen drives that were maybe not the best attempts, but just really, really nice to see the good stuff from RJ um, throughout this game growth within the game. I commented on that after whatever the game was last week. Um, and yeah, I don't mind his turnovers because uh, they were not on him. He tried to get a ball into Noel Nerland's Noel, I love you, man. You're playing nice defense, filling in admirably for Mitch. But man, you, yeah, oh God, butter, butter sticks, forehands. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But the, tonight's not on Nerland's Noel. 
Um, do I need to say anything about Reggie Bullock other than that? Like he was just nonchalant. Like we always talk about this team needs an upgrade, a point guard. Um, and they do, you know, uh, ideally a starting point guard who could do some stuff is important. They really need an upgrade at the two also. Um, if there was ever a night for this baby to come, this would have been it. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I was saying to my wife before, although I want to see at this point, I want to make it past Thursday. Um, Anyway, uh, let's talk about um, – I want to end on a high high note I, or a higher note. So let me talk about Toppin now. Um, Toppin was, was bad. Um, and he – you know, I, I found it interesting. You know, Breen, Breen said at the end of the broadcast that Obi just needs to play. And I agree with that. Obi does need to play. Ob- Ob- playing playing minutes is important. Um, but if Obi was playing 20 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game, I, I think the the mistakes that he – like there was a moment in the fourth quarter where uh, it was DeJounte Murray behind the three-point line and Obi like stunted out as opposed to giving a strong contest. And – Murray hit the three and Tibbs just like shook his head and looked back at the bench and said something to somebody on the bench. And it was just like very indicative of like, okay, he's a rookie. He's a, he's a rookie that is doing still going to do rookie stuff. If you put him in situations that he is not maybe accustomed to. And he played some five tonight Uh, early on in the game. He didn't rotate uh, led to a layup because RJ, you know, did what he could against a, a driving Keldon Johnson and, t- you know, whatever. Took a charge. That was nice. Hit a three. It was nice. Um, he's so much better above the break than the corners, which is frightening at this point. But whatever. It is what it is. Um, you know, had a couple dunks. It is what it is. I, I'm not, I'm not like, concerned about Obi. I've been consistent with this. I'm still not concerned about Obi. I can't be concerned about a guy who, who just crossed – the 300 minute threshold as an NBA player in his last game. But I think tonight was just a reminder that if the Knicks are going to value being competitive throughout the year, which I think they should be um, valuing, um, you know, I think he's going to be more of a 12 to 15 minute a, a night guy as opposed to a 20 to 25 minute a night guy. And that'll change. He'll get better. He'll grow. Tough matchup tonight against a team that's going to exploit anybody's weakness. Um, who's that? Is that – hey, Vivek, what's going on, man? I have a theory on Obi's development this year. Uh, I think Tibbs wants Obi to work on all of his weaknesses rather than force-feeding and pick-and-rolls. Wants him to become more, well-did, more well-rounded, in my opinion, first. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. I mean, we know where Obi's bread and butter is. Obi's bread and butter is put him in the pick-and-roll with, with um, four, sh- four shooters on the floor. And um, let him cook. And he could do that. And I think Tibbs knows he could do that. Um, the only other thing I'll say is I'm not sure, you know, he trusts Obi. Like, for the Knicks to do that, practically speaking, um, I guess he could do it with Randall. You know, but to me, I envision that more of, like, a lineup with, like, Obi and, like, Knox and, you know, pick your wing and quickly and, I guess, like, Frank. Um, you know, that's a rough lineup for the Knicks right now. I'm not sure they're going to win those minutes. 
Um, but I completely agree with that comment. Um, and thank you, by the way, for the for the super chat contribution. Um, Francesco Capelli, D Rose was dearly missed tonight. Completely agree. You know, let's call it like it is. I, I you know, this team looked really disorganized. Not only tonight, but they look, you know, Alfred Payton. I'm not saying he's, he's you they can't survive without Alfred Payton, but like Alfred Payton showed us remind was it, we were reminded over the last week where they've had some moments on offense where it's been a little stagnant and a little disjointed. Like he's good for something. I still want them to trade Alfred Payton like tomorrow. And I still um I still think this team is gonna be better for the long run this season and moving forward with someone else in that spot. But like he's good for some stuff, so let's let's give Peyton his due. Um, all right. Um, anything else I need to say about Ob? Not really. I don't. I don't really need to belabor the point. He'll be look. I want to see him after a full NBA season. I want to see him after a full training camp um, in a role that's more ideally suited for him. Obviously, getting more minutes. But the point is just you know, if he got more minutes this year, I don't know if it helps them. Um, Burks was awful tonight. Uh, he was one for nine. Um, I did not, I, not that it's all on him, but you know, didn't help. Um, Kevin Knox made some shots. Nice to see. Thank you for your contribution, Kevin Knox. Um, all from three. It's fine. Uh, and let's talk about quickly. Uh, quickly took 21 shots in 29 minutes. I'm not sure, sure if anybody saw this. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, by the way. Sheldon Gomes, get Burks off the ball. Talk about an area that I was wrong. Um, I was about to write in the newsletter about a week ago that like, let's give, let's give Alec Burks more playmaking opportunities. No, let's not do that. Um, Keep him out of the perimeter shooting. Um, Anyway, quickly. um, I mentioned today in the newsletter that he was leading the Knicks in um, (laughs) Robert. Hold on, Robert. I'm going to get to your question in a second. Um, uh, that he's leading the Knicks in, in field goal attempts for 36 minutes. Uh, he he took 21 shots, as I said, in in uh, 29 minutes tonight. He made eight of them. He ended up with 26 points on 21 shots. Um, I I just I I think it's I want to note that like didn't have his best game tonight, but it's really important for them to have him as their rookie. And like, you know, I, I don't like people are always comparing Halliburton to um, Obi. To me, the more interesting comparison is Halliburton to quickly. And like, which theoretically is more, is more well-suited for this team and this roster. I think it's quickly hands down. Like they need a guy who's going to come in and who's not going to be afraid to put up shots, especially on this team where just, there's too many guys I think that are hesitant. Um, which is, I mean, they try to move the ball, but a lot of times it doesn't go anywhere. Like, you need a guy who's going to be able to be like, all right, I have no problem putting up shots. And at the end of the day, 26 points on 21 shots is not a bad night. Um, even though for him, it was not a very efficient night. All right, I have to answer this. Robert Cross in the Super Chat. What are your top three ways to enjoy a chicken cutlet? Because why not? Um, number one is just... The first. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, it has to just be just the colored by itself. Just enjoy the colored. Has to be. That's the old school, you know, I've been eating colored since I was a little kid. Second, um, in a sandwich with some melted mozzarella cheese, if you want to throw some bacon in there, um, some kind of like a Chipotle ranch situation. Um, am I missing anything? Like lettuce, whatever. Maybe some fries on the side. And then, um, I don't know, let's go with uh, some 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 hot sauce. Just, yeah, douse that baby in hot sauce. Those would be my top three ways. Thank you very much for that question. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know how to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you could get all this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into this program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Okay, what else we got? IQ's uh, overratedness. I like overratedness uh, comments. IQ's floor could be Patty Mills. Man, Patty Mills. I remember years ago. I wanted to pay. I wanted to get that guy as a free agent. And tonight, I was reminded why. Um, he just always seems to hit shots against the Knicks. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair floor for quickly. But I think his his ceiling is higher. Um, what else is Eric Fu? Is Frank a 6'4 Robert Covington? Um, well, first of all, I think Frank is like 6'5, or uh, maybe even taller. Um, Covington, that's an interesting comp for Frank for the reason, for two reasons. One, I think Co- Covington has showed himself to be a, a nice guy off the ball. He, he's able to hit shots more often than not. And he's a much better off ball defender than on ball defender. And I'm not saying Frank is a bad on ball defender, just like Covington isn't a bad on ball defender. But he can get beat on ball, just like as we've been reminded, Frank could get beat on ball. Um, 
off ball, he Frank is, I think, has the chance to be one of the best off ball defenders in the league. So um, Tony Allen with the jumper. See, to me, Tony Allen is more a guy who, if you stuck Tony Allen on, and I was younger when I watched Tony Allen, but if you stuck Tony Allen on somebody, Tony Allen could had the size and the wherewithal and the skill to not shut a guy down, but like he'd just make some anybody, any wing, any guard, he made he'd make their life a living hell all night long. And I don't, I personally don't see that with Frank. To me, Frank, if you're a guard who has some speed, um, if you're a wing who has some size, you could make Frank like Frank's life difficult. But I do think he he's still an immensely valuable player um, on defense, and he could do some stuff on offense. So you know that's nice. Um, let's see, what do we got? Harrison Rich, RJ, and Frank still have that chemistry. Didn't skip a beat. I completely agree with that. Uh, Andrew Chen. Macri, who is the player or players Winhorst refused to name on the pod? <laughs> Who wants to be traded to New York? Uh, I, I, uh, I, I may have heard something about that uh, earlier today. I would just say use your common sense, right? Um, Leon Rose was an agent for a notable firm. I believe it was CAA. Uh, so you got that going. Um, hired a lot of Kentucky guys or hired a Kentucky guy, Kentucky connections, William West, Wesley. Um, so CAA, Kentucky, uh, you look at what the Knicks might need down the line. Look at other connections, maybe the coach who he's coached before. Um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, anyway, what else we got? Um, French and fashionable Pat Bev. He is fashionable. He is he is fashionable. Uh now I've opened the floodgates. Do do Randall and Cat work together? Yeah. Um, I mean, let me just say in regards to to Carl Anthony Towns, who I whose name I have not not said, um, but just speaking theoretically, um, I think Carl Anthony Towns uh needs to commit to being open to do the things that you need to do to win basketball games. And I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think it's a coincidence that the wolves are one and nine since he came back. Uh, yeah, they've had, they've played some tough games and they just fired their coach and brought in a coach who completely from the outside. And they were on a nice little stretch before they fired their coach of keeping games close. And Cal was a part of that. And he's, you know, and, 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 all of all of that, and he's arguably he might be the, the best offensive center that you know the game has ever seen by the time it's all said and done. Um, but I do think that there is something something maybe lacking there. Um, and at the same time, I say that knowing that he's had an incredibly difficult year. Uh, I don't know. I don't pretend to know what it's like to lose a, a biological parent, at least. Um, so I imagine that must be tough. But. Um, yeah, uh, in terms of him and Randall, I mean, they could both shoot. So, and uh, I think Randall's defense has, has taken a step up. And I think I think Carl Anthony Towns has, has the ability to be a good defender if he wants to put his mind to it. Not a great defender, um, but I think, you know, he could be a passable center on defense. He's not Nikola Vucevic. I mean, you know, 
if Jokic could be a passable center on defense, Carl Anthony Towns, sure, shit could be. So that's my thoughts on Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and I think Tibbs would absolutely welcome him. If if Carl Anthony Towns was bought in and really wanted to like knowing especially what it is to be coached by Tibbs and what it what it requires to be a focal point on a Tibbs team. I think if if he was willing, I think I, I my my guess, my guess would be that Tibbs would, you know, be like, all right, if you want in, you could have back in, but you know what it's going to be about. Uh, that's my guess. These are all guesses. We're just talking in hypotheticals, not not anything other than that. Um, and this, I, I don't mean this discussion to, to, for me to imply that, like, I think like Mitch is not like a long-term piece or I don't like Mitch or we should get rid of Mitch or any of that stuff. Just, you know, these are all hypotheticals. Um, anyway, um, what else we got? Um, give me some other questions, um, or comments that are interesting. And then I'm going to get out of here and write a newsletter. Malaka 1606. D'Lo sucks. I agree with that. D'Lo, I do not think D'Lo is a winning basketball player. Um, uh, do, do, do Jonas with a comment. I'm sorry, Macri. If you think we could survive with the Burks and Bullocks of the world, but we can't, we need to draft a three and D or sign a Gary Trent junior type consistency just improves the team. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I said it earlier, I think in the live stream for as much as we always talk about needing to improve the one, this team, it's like, it's a shooting guards league. Um, hold on. I, let me take this really quick. James Lee with a comment in Super Chat. If RJ to be traded, who would you be happy with? No one. I don't want RJ to be traded. I'm harder on RJ than anyone. I don't want to fucking trade that guy at all. That guy's a building block. He's the foundation of the New York Knicks as far as I'm concerned. Don't trade RJ Barrett. Don't entertain trading RJ Barrett. Um, sorry. Just get that out of the way. Um, it's a guards league. It's a wings league. It's a creators league. Um, and the Knicks are starting you know, are playing Reggie Bullock and Alec Burks 48 minutes at the shooting guard spot. Not to say that either of those guys have, have done a bad job, but um, we're, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're going to have shooting guards playing 48 minutes and neither of them creates in the least and know what, what Alec Burks has been doing of late is not what I, consider creating if they're not going to create like they have to be off ball i mean movement threats from deep and they have to like one of them like you have to get 30 minutes from a guy who's like an elite three-point shooter off movement all of the stuff maybe could put the ball on the floor a little bit um and for as much as i like bullock and as much as i like burks neither of them are that player and if you're going to be a good team in the NBA now in 2021, I think you have to have that guy, which is why I always go back to the same thing. I don't think the Knicks are a good team yet. I think there's like 10 good teams in the league. Are the Knicks the 12th best team, the 14th best team, the 17th best team? I don't know. But I think they're somewhere in that range. And I think until they get that upgrade somewhere else on the roster, whether it's a real point guard who could do some stuff, who I just – I don't know who that's going to be on the trade market this year. Um, or – a, a, a wing who could really do some stuff. I just don't think they're going to they have a chance to move into that upper echelon. So um, your boy Benz, love that name. Love saying that. Elf to the clips for Kennard. Tell me why not. Win-win for both. Um, 
I mean, they just signed Kennard to that contract this this offseason. Uh, so I don't know. Do they want to trade him already? I, I haven't heard anything or read anything. Maybe you know something I don't. Um, so I would think the Clippers say no. Um, but um, I also don't know that the Knicks want to commit to paying Luke Kennard $16 million a year. Because um, I'm not sure how tradable that contract is and if the knicks are going to commit money to somebody who's not a star i think they're going to want to be damn sure that the contract is tradable so i don't think they would take canard on um so i think both teams say no michael aaron um love michael uh for his comments and for his um generosity in the super chat thank you michael rj saying yo i'm a nick was enough for me to be invested in him as a building block before he even played and he's getting better before our eyes can't can't agree more um, he is having, again, I, I was down on him in the beginning of the year. I never said any of the nonsense about like G league, but I was like a little down on him at the beginning of the year. I was down on him a couple weeks ago, but even when I've been down on him, it's impossible not to see just the character and the makeup and the work ethic and like the commitment to being great. And I think he's going to be great someday. Does great for him mean you know, the 20th best player in the league or the 30th or the 35th. Like that's, I don't know, whatever. That'll play itself out. But he's a guy you build around. You don't trade RJ Barrett. You just, if you're this franchise right now, you just, you just don't do that. Um, we had another, another comment. Thank you everybody for the super chat comments. And I really appreciate it. Um, it, it, we're, we're obviously, you know, we're a little, little conglomerate here. Me and Andrew Claudio doing our thing with, with Jeremy Cohen and Chris Percy Ionin and, um, you know, um, a couple of people helping out. But, like, these super chat comments really mean a lot. So thank you. Um, what are your thoughts on Winhorse saying that a star player is going to request a trade to the Knicks in the year? What star do you think it could be? You're obviously a little late to this one. Um, I think, I think um, you know, keep, keep an eye on uh, Minnesota. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, okay. What else do we got? What else we got? What else we got? The following needs to be situational. This is a question, something from Jackson Raceback. Two of these three, Bullock, Burks, and Peyton. The lineup in garbage time needs to be permanent second unit when Mitch returns. Emmanuel quickly, Frank, Knox, Obi, Noel. Okay, so you're you're projecting like what do we do during garbage time? Yeah, I mean, I think Frank should be. I I, I didn't say this, but I should I should say it explicitly. I think Frank has played well enough to to show that he is a rotation NBA player for a decent team. Again, is it on this team? We'll see. But, you know, I, I don't know. Um, young Lido, not to be a dead horse, but only one year, five million is what the Knicks paid for a version of Mitchell Robinson that can't catch a pass. The lobs aren't worth that much. Um yeah, I think this is a bigger discussion about the value of the center position and specifically what is the value of the center position for a center who is not an offensive hub. Let I mean, forget actually forget offensive hub for a center who's like just a really limited offensive player and who defensively, you know, the, the thing I'll say about Mitch and and I think we've missed him, and I, I we are absolutely missing him. And like we, you know, we've kind of glossed over the fact that he's gone. But they got blown out tonight. They were missing, you know, ostensibly three rotation players, including two starters. So, um, you know, the thing with Mitch that I will say, 
just because you might be a top 10 or a top five defensive center in the NBA doesn't mean necessarily that you are like get a certain amount of like the Rudy Gobert designation. Like Rudy Gobert is a special, special, special player. He is a walking top five defense. And there's only one Rudy Gobert in the league right now. Like Embiid, I guess, comes close. But even him, so to say that like Mitchell Robinson is like 80 or 85% of Gobert on defense, that doesn't mean that Mitchell Robinson should get like 80 or obviously because Rudy Gobert just signed a contract that's going to pay him $40 million a year. That's not to say that Mitch should get, you know, a percentage of like what Gobert gets. Like unless you're Gobert, if, if you're, if you're primarily there for defense, you like, you just like your, your salary can only be so high, at least from a smart team building perspective. So I do think that's a valuable comment to point out that we we signed Erlens Noel, who he's maybe 80 to 85% of what Mitch is, but he costs $6 million on a one-year deal. Mitch is going to require, you know, something more than that. So something to consider. Uh, Stevens, uh, Stevens B. Guillaume, I hope I got that right. Kawhi to the Knicks if the Clippers fop in the playoffs again? question iq rj Kawhi, randall mitch looks great with tips coaching uh i'll go to war with that group any day if Kawhi wants to come here man i'll i'll i will sew a red carpet and lay it down myself in, in front of madison square garden if Kawhi wants to come here because man just to allow myself to dream for a second if you put Kawhi Leonard on this team and Kawhi Leonard was your best player, and Julius Randle was your second best player, and R.J. Barrett was your third best player, and Emmanuel Quickly was your fourth best player, and Mitchell Robinson was your fifth best player. Yeah, that that team could fuck around and do some damage. Um, and yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, that's that's all we're going to talk about with that. But thank you for allowing me to dream for a second on this night that we got our ass kicked. Um, all right, one or two more, and then I'm going to get out of here. Um, Alexander Viegas just feel like the front office is going to try to get something for a playoff push. I completely agree. I think they're, I think they're going to make a trade. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, but here's the thing to remember. They're not going to let $15 million in cap space just vanish into thin air. They're going to use that 15 million somehow. If you don't use it before the trade deadline, you can still use it on draft night. Um, it doesn't expire until the, the league year turns over. So while I don't think it's imperative that they make a trade and use that money in that way, um, it's dangerous if you don't use it because who knows what happens on draft night? You know, who knows what's going to be there? Who knows what deals are going to be available? Um, yeah, there's probably going to be a team looking to get off money so they could duck the tax. Um, you know, the league rules are that you don't pay the tax unless you go into the following league year with, um, like whatever your salary is, as you go into the next league year, that's what determines who pays the tax. So yeah, there's probably going to be deals available on draft night, but if I had my guess, my guess would be that they're going to try to use that cap space before the deadline. Um, so, or the, the trade deadline. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Why is my wife in the chat saying no baby yet? Did somebody ask about the baby? I'm assuming she's watching from the living room and just can't hear me. Um, 
Uh, no baby yet. No baby yet. We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. At, at this point, I'd like to make it past the Pistons game. So we'll see. Uh, let's get one more comment. Oh, this is a good one to end on. Jonas Plout always asks good questions. I like your questions, Jonas. If you could pair any player with Randall, who would you choose? That's a good one. Um, does it have to be realistic? Because um, I'd like to pair Steph Curry with Julius Randall. <laughs> Like that'd be that'd be fun, um, but no. Let's let's talk realistically um, in terms of like players who might actually become available in the next like you know two two years or so. Um, if if it's anyone and it's just like for the immediate future, then yeah, it'd probably be Curry. Um, anyone more than Curry? I mean, Kawhi would look pretty pretty nice. Kawhi, I, I don't know how to pick different picks between these guys. Um, of realistic guys who might become available in the next next couple of years. Um, hold on, I'm gonna give you a real answer here. I like these questions. Um, realistic guys who might become available and could really raise their ceiling a good amount. Something about the Beal-Randall com- combination, I just it leaves me wanting more. I don't know what about it, but I if you like, I have Yash who comes into these rooms sometimes and like talks about like oh Beal and and um, Randall and and RJ that's a championship core. I just I'm not buying that. There's something I don't look at Beal as that level of player. Um, Booker. Booker's interesting. Cade Cunningham. Yes, Cade Cunningham. That's the right answer. I'd love Cade Cunningham on this team, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, man. You know who I'd like a lot? Darren Fox I'd like a lot. You give me De'Aaron Fox. Again, I know he just signed an extension in the offseason. Um, but talk about guys in bad situations. Um, Luca, obviously, yes. Luca, all the all the obvious answers, like yes, yeah, yes, I'd love Luca next to Julius Randle. Um, but Fox, Fox, I just want I want to see that guy in a good situation, you know, with some weapons around him and like a good coach. And um, I think that guy is really good. I think I think Fox, RJ. Right, yeah, somebody just said it. New York City Rich. Fox, RJ, Randall. Give me Mitch at the five. It's fine. Quickly. Um, oof. Man, that would be that would be fun. Um, I don't know that I don't know that Fox could demand a trade anytime soon, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of options, and I think they're gonna get somebody in the next year. I, I you know, God knows Brian Windhorst knows a hell of a lot more than me. Um, James, what's going on, James? We'll be fine. Go next. Try cutlet with vodka sauce. Oh, I love cutlet with vodka sauce. Chicken cutlet, Parmesan with vodka instead of marinara. Nice sandwich. That's just that's just beautiful stuff. You're all making me hungry, uh, so I'm going to go eat something. I don't even know what I have in the house, but I'm going to go try to find something to eat. I actually think I have some chicken cutlets in the house, so I'm going to go heat up a chicken cutlet. Maybe make myself a little sandwich. And I will see everybody hopefully on uh, – Thursday night, hopefully after a win. Um, I needed this tonight after that game. Shit, that was ugly. Um, 
And uh, don't forget, we're driving a pod tomorrow with David David Fodernick. Um, he's awesome. You're going to enjoy it. All right. Adios, everybody. Have a good night. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.